Hello, friends. My name is Dane Miller. And I'm Nal Spain. And we are your fuck buddies. We are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky, sexy situations and turn them into sexy, sticky situations. Simply put, we're a sex and dating advice podcast where we answer questions either found online or sent in by our wonderful listeners on the topic of sex and dating. Why did you say we were a sex and dating advice podcast again? Hmm? You never say that. I have been recently. I don't know. Either way, can we we hammer it home enough? I don't know. (laughs) Because if we spend another 10 minutes talking about something that has nothing to do with it, maybe they'll get confused. I mean, that's true. I can't talk about pants again. Hey, speaking of which. Did you get your pants? uh, I'm so glad we have a follow-up to our hit pants section. I know. I, I never went back and got them. They're not half off anymore. Fuck it. Um, I've got a new oh, so shorts. Topic. God damn it. Um, have you... I don't know if you've seen this trend. There's apparently like a Chinese version of TikTok, and I don't remember what it's called, but okay. people are making their nostrils sing. That's... And let me tell you, they draw like two little, little eyes, like two little dots above one of their nostrils. And then the the bottom, like the the nostril part, is the mouth. And let me tell okay. you, it is my new obsession. <laughs> okay, well, one, send send them my way. Two, should we finally get a TikTok account and be like the first people that bring it to TikTok? Oh no, it's already on TikTok. Well, what but even, it, <laughs> this is a terrible board meeting, Dane. I know this is not going to generate any revenue for us whatsoever. Because <laughs> the one thing you want to do when you're Cranking out the big numbers is podcasting. Yeah, oh, 100%. That's the only reason we got into this mess. Hey, man, Joe Rogan's making money. Yeah. what Guys, why aren't we Joe Rogan yet? Why aren't we Joe Rogan? Well, I can think of a couple of reasons why we're not Joe Rogan. And I think we have to deny science a little bit more. Yeah, I'm okay with drugs. all of those reasons. Um, but speaking of turning a profit um if you would like to support the show now is a great time to do it um you can head on over to fbuddiespodcast.com click the patreon link and it'll bring you to the patreon page in which you can uh, choose whatever works for you um and if you donate at the seven dollar uh, or, or pledge at the seven dollar level uh you get a a free episode a free bonus episode every mm-hmm. month a um, tasty called secret Talk. episode yeah um and if you don't dane can't feed his family so you know yeah do you want my cat to starve the cat he birthed yeah uh you ready yeah let's do it speaking of cats this is the most perfect dane question ever uh this is by penguin legos might have a hookup coming over but i'm nervous about what's in my bedroom my ex decided to adopt a cat three years ago and put the litter box in our bedroom. It's never bothered me before, but she's moved out now and I have the cat since I'm a more responsible adult. I always keep it clean. My room never smells, according to me and some of my friends who stopped by. Recently, I started worrying because I never thought twice about whether or not litter box being in a bedroom was a bad thing. It's a covered one with a filter in it. I'm always keeping it clean and tidy and there's never any messes or smells. But I'm worried about what other potential dates or hookups might think. Is this a red flag or turnoff? I don't want to weird anyone out, but I've never thought of it before. Now, this is an interesting question. I've never kept my litter box in the bedroom. I, I would say right now is the closest the litter has ever been into my bedroom. It is in like the hall attached mm-hmm. to my bedroom. I think if you're keeping it clean and it's somewhere out of the way and it's not sort of like in a prominent display spot or as best you can... Apartments are small these days and you're a single dude. I get it. I think as long as you're keeping it clean and you're keeping it sort of out of the way, you're golden. I think for most people having like walking in and seeing a dude who's taking care of a cat and keeping on litter 
I think that's going to be a subliminal turn on. Most people probably won't clock it, but I think they'll be appreciative, like in the back of their mind, be like, oh, okay, he's tidy. Yeah, I think obviously a big stinky cat shit is going to be a real big, you know, mood killer. But if that's not the case, I think only a weird person would come in, see it and freak out. And that's probably the kind of person you don't want to fuck anyway, because you have a cat. Like if they're upset by the fact that cats need to shit at some point, like, you know, do you really want them around? Also, can you just move the litter box somewhere? That's you don't want to do that to cats too much. But like for the hour or whatever that they might be coming over, the cat will survive. They'll figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, they're not going to shit all over the place or explode by holding it. Yeah, if you really want to, the only problem is, is is there a better place to put it? I would say moving it to, like, the kitchen or, you know what I mean? Like, you'd have to find some place that isn't weirder than it already is. Yeah, and also, I guess, keep your roommates in, like, consideration. Because, like, I assume you only have it in your bedroom because you live with other people and don't want to, like, or you don't have the room to have it in, like, a hallway or something. Yeah. Um, But if you do want to make a permanent switch, you have to move the litter box a few inches at a time each day towards a new location. So as not to upset your cat. Is that like actual rules? That's an actual thing. Yeah. Cats get very upset if you just move their litter box and often will just shit in the same place. Maybe out of spite, maybe out of confusion. I don't know if that's true. I've moved my cat's litter box before. Like I've had renovations and shit done where in, mm-hmm. in rooms where their litter box and I've just moved them into another room and they've managed just fine. Okay, weird. Yeah, I I looked it up just because I was going to say just fucking move it. And I was like, maybe, you know, I think like, a couple inches a day is a bit extreme. I hey, think I'm sorry. Do you think boxycat.com would lie to me, dude? Is this do you think it would fucking lie to me dude right like you're gonna say that you're gonna get sued man boxy cat is everywhere boxy cat big boxy cat um yeah i think you're fine also i hate to break it to you but your cat is gonna take a giant shit the second you're about to get hot and heavy that is what cats do that is the way that luck works i'm sorry but you're gonna have to deal with it because he or she will decide the second you're about to like go down on this lovely person uh, your cats could be like, hey, let me just let me just evacuate all the foul shit that I've eaten today mm-hmm. and and just stink up your room, because that is literally what cats do. They know they know what they're doing and they 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 will fuck your shit up. Yeah. So give it a move and make sure your place smells good. Easy. Simple. We did it. Also, everyone has a fucking pet these days. Like nine times out of ten, I'm sure you're, you're going to go over to a girl's house and like they're also going to have some sort of animal that they understand comes with. The occasional smell, but I've, I've gone over to women's houses and their like litter box has been like overflowing Ugh. and I've been like, like litter box? you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and I'm just like, I want to clean this for your cat. You're a bad cat owner. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I think keeping it clean and keeping it, uh, you know, tidy is, is enough of a, a, a green flag to show that you are a responsible and clean human being. Yeah. So like. If you can't move it, just make sure like there's not a chance that smells bad in your room. Because in general, no matter what it is, your room fucking smells. That's going to be a downer. Yeah, um, let a candle. Move it, move it. And then, you know, you won't have cats shitting just before you put it in. Because as Dane said, they, they've got perfect timing. They will do it. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Hit me. This is Valeria Valentina VV. Advice Damn. on dating someone with a bellow. I'm assuming they mean below. Uh, below average penis. I've been or dating a guy. Penis just bellows like. Yeah, 
maybe it is a an average screaming penis. <laughs> Typical. Um, I've been dating a guy. He's really sweet, and I really like him for almost two months. And we've had sex a couple of times, but I feel like he's really self-conscious about the length of his penis. I kind of don't care if he has a small penis. Sex is still really fun. But I was wondering if I should act as if he has a bigger penis to boost his confidence. Or is it mean to overact about it? Like, just say it's a great penis. You don't have to say it's big necessarily. If he feels like you're lying, it's going to feel twice as bad. And also, let's I, I don't know how small this penis is. But it, if, if it is something that, like, you know, in the, in the smaller ranges. And no, no guy wants to hear, like, oh, your dick is so big. It's like, well, okay, you're patronizing me now. If you kind of, like, and, like, people will, will call that bullshit. I think Niles hit it on the head. There's so many things you can say to compliment. Tell them that they're, like, can't wait to feel it you know what i mean can't wait oh i like i'm dan will <laughs> oh come on <laughs> the way you said it dane it sounded terrible um you know just be like oh i've been thinking about your cock all day mm-hmm. boom you don't need to say like i've been thinking about your massive giant horse cock all day. it's like no you don't need to qual put a, a qualifier or adjective mm-hmm. on it just- or, or if you do you could be like i love your cock you got a very nice dick you know what i mean yeah like, your dick feels so good. Like these are all things that are very nice to hear. And you're not, presumably also you're not lying at all in this case, yeah. you know, cause you're saying you like having sex with them and being with them and whatever. But like, if you give something that like treading around people's insecurities is hard, right? So if you like blatantly lie to their face, you know what I mean? Or if you like over exaggerate on something they're insecure about, it's very likely to go the other way. Because they're already going to probably be a little on the defensive side for when you say anything nice about it anyway. So, like, giving them less shit to overanalyze and freak out about Mm -hmm. is better. So, like, keep it true and keep it, like, I like it. It's nice. It feels great. Like, it's, you got a great cock. Like, that's enough. Yeah, and it's it's something that I encourage... Uh, anyone who has sex with people who have a penis should be saying regardless of size, like Mm -hmm. even if they do have a monster dick complimenting something other than the size of it makes them feel a little bit more respected, a little bit more appreciated because like Mm -hmm. if all you ever do, you know, it would be like if I was sleeping with someone with a really big butt or really big boobs. And all I was saying was just like big tits, big tits, love your big tits. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, okay, I got more to offer physically than just that. Make sure that you appreciate not just the the physical quality of someone's body, but like what it does for you. Mm-hmm. As you said, like, oh, I love it. It, it feels great. It's perfect. Um, you know, I can't stop thinking about it. I can't get enough of it. It drives you wild. Like all those things are really nice to hear as opposed to hyper fixating on one thing. Mm-hmm. Because Especially then you like- feel like you're a one trick pony of being like, oh, they they really are only with me because my dick is big or they really are only with me because I got big boobs. Yeah. Also like big is such a one, like weirdly like media friend. Like, you know what I mean? It's in every show. It's in what it's like, it's lame at this point. No one gives a fuck. And two, it's like, there's so much more you could offer, right? You just seem Mm -hmm. like a weird, like, it seems like you're not actually trying. You're just like reading out the route. Like, Oh, it's big. It's like, cool. Great. Well done. You've, done the thing every fucking teen show for 40 years has said you know it's like someone's just like oh you're hot it's like oh, okay yeah and that's I mean, it for like 10 years of marriage just like you're hot you're yeah, hot it's, it's not a bad thing to hear you know what i mean no, like of course not it's it's cool but like i it, like you said like it kind of feels like there is 
Like you're not really connecting with your compliments. And I think you, you've got to personalize it a little bit. And not the size, like sense that you have to like really throw in something hyper specific and be like, oh, I love that one vein on this dick. But letting them know that like there's something that it uh, like greatly appeals to you specifically is, is nice to hear. I Like I love when my partners say things like that. It, it doesn't matter like how how I feel or whatever my insecurities are. If someone is just like, I love the way you fuck me or I love the way your cock feels inside me. That's great. That like that could change a person's week or, or month or year. Yeah. So, you know, shake it up a little bit. Um, but whatever you do, don't lie about size. That sucks. And they will see it like see through you immediately. Yeah. Especially if it's like a big issue for them and you know, if you're also thinking that already, it's like your kind of hesitancy to give this thing is probably going to come through as well. Like they're going to feel it from you, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, there's no harm in saying stuff about size. Like, again, you don't have to be like, oh, I love your medium penis. You know what I mean? Like, that's weird. You know, you can say they've got a big dick. You just don't overblow it. Yeah. All right. You ready? Mm -hmm. This is a, a nice little tidbit from seduction. This is Rangers fan 243. Did I make it weird? <laughs> hey, man, probably. I was walking to my dorm and a girl that I liked passed me in the hall. I looked down at first, then looked up at her and nodded as I walked by. She said, hey. I said, how's it going in a deep voice, then looked at the ground. And the ground was capitalized, so I can only assume he like worshipped it as he looked at it. Mm -hmm. Did I make it weird by looking at the ground? Or was what I said weird awkward? Let me know, please. This will eat at me. Man, poor guy. I would love to know. He does say deep voice. So he's a yeah. <laughs> the that's the best part is that like I'm only assuming he put on a deep voice specifically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like no one says that if their voice is just deep. Yeah, or just like says it normally. Someone, yeah, he definitely like Batmaned her. Yeah, and and how hey, are you? It's hey. weird. How are you? <laughs> How's it going? Gotham needs. I mean, sorry. <laughs> Alfred, I mean, shit. To the Batcave. <laughs> I think we could both say that, like, yeah, if you're doing much like the the Frozen laugh track, you know what I mean? Wait five seconds, then laugh at every joke. If you're doing things that aren't natural, they are going to be weird. So if you're altering your voice to try to Batman this woman, it's going to be fucking strange. Yeah, you need to, you're hyper analyzing everything here. And I like, I feel bad for the dude because I don't mm -hmm. think, you know, this isn't necessarily like the toxic behavior that we see in seduction a lot. I think this is just insecurity bleeding through from what he's learned is like how you get women, direct eye contact, deep voice. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like all this bullshit. But it's like, if you strip that away and stop like frantically worrying about all this bullshit and just the next time you walk past and she says hello, and you say, oh, hey, how's your day going? Mm -hmm. In your normal voice, you will be far more successful than you ever will be trying to remember all the rules that you read on the internet from someone that you literally don't know uh, whether or not they are successful with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, I feel like it's very clear that this person is overanalyzing everything, definitely after the fact. And I'm assuming in the moment, probably, as you said, trying to be like, shit, there's the list. And the list is, one, don't look, and, but do look, and and push-pull, and I got to nag, and fuck, got to make my voice deep, and like be ready to pause if she says something funny, just in case I actually laugh. 
And all that's going to take you so out of the moment that you're going to feel weird and you're going to be weird, right? The mm-hmm. very fact that you're like, I walked, I looked down, I looked up, I said this, I, I you know, like if you think about it, if we step back from your over detailed description, you walk past a girl, looked at her, and when she said hi, said, how's it going? That's the most normal thing in the world. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. What's wrong about it is the overanalyzing, the unnatural voice, and like just the weird like steps. You know what I mean? Like well, throw all that shit, throw it out I the window. Th- I don't think he was like, I don't think the up and down sort of thing was, I don't think that was part of his move. I think he was saying that like, oh, I didn't maintain eye contact and he's worried he's going to look like a beta because he didn't like, you know what I mean? He looked away. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the the point of his like, I looked up and then I looked down and then I looked back hey, at her. Maybe, but like to me, even just the fact that he knows that's what he did means he's again, way over analyzing it now oh 100 yeah but even at the time i'm assuming he was so like panicked about what to do which i think comes a lot from you know general fear i get it i was a kid once and women are hot and terrifying just talking and, to people in general is a scary fucking thing yeah exactly so it's like i get it but i'm worried that he has so many fucking seduction tidbits in his mind because again your average person doesn't run to seduction the second this happens to them right mm-hmm. someone who's already in this community does yeah. and someone who's in this community is i imagine trying to reconcile the insane and contradictory facts that people spew out like they're gospel yeah absolutely fuck it you said how's it going that's fine don't modulate your voice because no one gives a fuck quite the opposite they're gonna think you're crazy if you change your voice talking to them yeah because like they'll overhear you talking normally or you're gonna have then have to commit to that voice and let me tell you as someone who's currently doing a lot of voice work stuff committing to a stupid voice <laughs> uh, really sucks no one would make you commit to a voice for foreseeable months <laughs> would they no so like take a breath you didn't do anything strange in a in a sense definitely not by looking at the ground definitely not what you said the only the weirdest thing is that you specify deep voice mm-hmm you know, I'm worried that you actually put a voice on. But other than that, what you did was pretty normal. You know what I mean? I doubt they even noticed that you like looked at the ground. They probably thought you were like busy, disinterested or nervous. All three of those things are fine. No woman walking through anywhere wants to be stared at. Well, you know what I mean? So like yeah. you you not directly like eye fucking her or like laser beam eyeing her as she approached you probably worked in your favor. If you said if you looked at her while you passed and you, you were talking to her great but like other than that no don't stare at people like you're you're doing mm-hmm. normal human things the thing is and i think it's something me and dan have mentioned about like you know if you're picking someone up at a bar or whatever it's like if you have a first interaction with someone that's even just in passing you know what i mean like oh, hey yeah how's your night oh not too bad and they walk off and you grab your drink you've not been weird and that's like a nice little bing this person is not a fucking lunatic so the fact that you did this and you weren't creepy and you didn't do a seduction thing where you like stepped in her way so she couldn't get past you and you told her to pull her earphones out and you know, all these things, she's probably like, oh, that guy's, he's a cool dude. You just said hi. You had a very normal interaction. You moved on. You didn't make it weird. There's nothing wrong with this. The funny thing is, is this guy probably thought he tanked this interaction, but <laughs> for all intents and purposes, I really do think that like he did a good job. And, yeah. and you did something that is actually kind of like, I, I wasn't joking around when I said like talking to people is scary, especially like if you are, as I imagine this person is quite neurotic or, you know what I mean? Like quite shy or timid or socially anxious to 
talk to a stranger without any sort of like hype up or preparation, that could be a big deal. So what you did was actually very, very brave. And what you did was very casual. As long as, again, you didn't do anything fucking weird with your voice. But don't worry about it. This was a great first step. You did a very good job. You did a very normal thing. You respected her her time and her space. You didn't grab her. Like Nile said, you didn't like try to take her earphones out. You didn't invite yourself to wherever she was going. You literally said hi to someone. And now you've made that connection. Because now, when you see her again in the hallway, you can say hello to her again. You've now established, like, oh, you're, you guys are friendly. And maybe next time you're waiting for the elevator. And you can actually have a little bit more of a chat together. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... there's. The thing is, you're like what Dane says is 100% correct because it's not a stranger you passed on the street. It's like, oh no, I'll never get my chance to use my seduction techniques on them because one, you shouldn't do that anyway. But two, you're in a fucking dorm with this person. So it's like, you haven't lost your shot, bro. You've just, I think, you know, best and worst case here are pretty similar. And it's like, there's like a soft little tick next to you in her mind that's like, normal dude, which is good. You're yeah. going to see her again. You guys are on the same dorm. Like, this is good. Yeah, you're, you've done a very good job. And I know that's rare that we say from seduction. Mm-hmm. I want you to step away from everything you learn from seduction and not worry too much about that. And just keep being a normal human being. Keep being a nice, normal, casual person and treat this person with respect and, and dignity and keep your distance. And you know what I mean? Like treat her like you would want to be treated by someone and, you know, slowly build your rapport. This isn't a fucking sprint. You're not trying to get her number and your K clothes and your F clothes and do a field report on seduction. Fuck that. Take your time, get to know her, build a, a rapport over, you know, a couple weeks or a semester. And then, you know, if, if you notice that like, oh, maybe you guys are in the same class or maybe it's time that like you guys are moving out or something, then it's your time to be like, oh, hey, you know, I've, I've really enjoyed our little chats. Do you want to change numbers or hey, do you want to grab a drink? Like all those things are now way more natural because you've been chatting with this person casually and friendly for however long to otherwise like the only option there is like most people be like, oh, why did you get a number there? Because like that would have sucked. Yeah, and you probably that, wouldn't have. Never would have worked. Uh, how about we dip into some other views on advice here on this situation? Oh, no. You kept hiding your your eyes as if she saw them. She'd be privy to the twisted fantasies you harbor in your soul for her. Christ, fuck off. Then you asked her she was doing in a deep voice. Why? Why ask her only to throw your head down in shame? Speaking to this girl you like, take her off this pedestal you raise her on and be a man. Super weird. Very passive. You had an opportunity to show your confidence and you looked away. Learn from this one and be more prepared for an opportunity next time. Yeah, I mean, complete opposite of what I would ever tell someone. Someone's like, oh, don't worry. You're overthinking it. She's already forgotten if anything was weird. Yeah, she forgot because she's probably talking to the dude, giving her strong eye contact, goes to the gym and owns a muscle car. <laughs> <laughs> like some of the like some of the people in there, like in this seduction and community have the wildest idea of like like they're literally just describing like an 80s like boyfriend like asshole boyfriend that you the scrawny nerdy kid are gonna win the hot girl like the cheerleader from you know what i mean like like what are you talking about owns a muscle car what i i know it's like what are you talking about also i'm gonna help you never look down See, again, these are like it's really beta, not alpha. It only works in anime because that's Japanese culture. Keep your head up, shoulders back, relaxed. 
Say what up. <laughs> what up? What up? What up? Hey, how you doing? What up? Hey guys, I look down all the time. <laughs> That's how I find coins, man. So I see six seashells on the fucking beach. Uh, I don't know. These people are crazy. I, I like. Look, I think there is something to be said about maybe working on your confidence so that you don't feel like you have to avert your gaze if you are talking to someone. Having eye contact is a great skill, and it's something that you need to learn. And it's literally something that I've learned because I bartended for fucking ten years, and it is now something that I do on a daily basis. And like interacting with strangers and like making eye contact is important in that industry. It's not something easy, and it's not something a lot of people are good at. Even people who think they're good at it usually just have creepy eye contact. <laughs> like all these people here who are like, maintain eye contact. You don't do good eye contact. I can almost yeah. guarantee you these guys are not good at eye contact. They're maybe good at staring at someone's eyes, but that's not good <laughs> eye contact. Good eye contact so is knowing when to break your gaze and knowing when to, you know, relax and having a, a, a neutral expression as opposed to like that fixated laser focus of being like, I'm looking at you right in your eyes because no one likes that. That no. freaks people out, especially if you're just walking past someone on the street or in the like an apartment hallway or something. That's I weird. think it's freaky. Like even if you know them, you're kind of it makes you uncomfortable and hate oh. the whole conversation until you're done. But when you don't know them, that's when you like reach for your keys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Start putting them between your fingers. Yeah. If Amanda did that to me over dinner and was just fucking staring at me with her big old eyes, I'd be, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Like, it would scare the shit out of me. And, like, literally any, like, you or any of our boys. Like, I don't want you to fucking stare at me. Hey, guess what I'm going to do? I mean, I'll I'll do it right back at you. Like, I'll play that game. Um, I've got the wettest eyes, son. You'll never outblink me. (laughs) Mine are pretty dry. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, Yeah, just stop overthinking it. You did fine. And ignore almost everything that comes out of seduction. Yeah. But also buy a muscle car. If you had driven past her in the hallway, making an obscene amount of noise, she'd be in that car with you. You like stop, you pull up beside her. What up? What and up? Then, and then as she like goes to respond, you just go and then drive away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. Hey, what up? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and just drive away. Didn't like you anyway. <laughs> and then you go on seduction and be like, oh, man, almost worked. Christ. All right. I don't know how to say this. Grenouilled? North? Okay. Grenouilled? North? Grenouilled? Maybe. Probably. Mm. Uh, first date this weekend. Or sorry, fourth date this weekend. Damn. And it's Red Week. Do I cancel? <laughs> I have fourth date plans with a guy that lives over two hours away. We've already done the deed, so he will be expecting it this time, too. I feel bad that he will drive 2.5 hours to see me and won't have sex. Should I tell him before he comes or cancel the date or not say anything until he's here? Any advice is much appreciated. Well, I think one important distinction is like, are you guys fuck buddies? Are you guys developing towards like dating? Because if you're strictly fuck buddies and it's like, that's the only reason you guys are meeting up. Yeah. And you don't want to have sex on your period. Then yeah, hundred percent. Let them know. Just be like, Hey, I'm on my period right now. And maybe he'll be down if you're down. Maybe he won't be. And then he can be like, Oh, we can reschedule if you want. If you guys are like actually like gearing up towards dating or like you, you haven't specified that you're only meeting up for sex. I feel like if you say it, he might think that you don't want to hang out depending on how yeah. you phrase it. Or if you say it and he doesn't want to hang out, I guess, you know, a bit about this guy. 
Or if you hang out and he gets upset, like these are all ways. It's like, it depends what you want out of this situation. If you don't want to meet up unless you're having sex, sure. If you're gearing up to date and like you're worried that he'll be upset driving 2.5 hours just to not fuck, then that's a shitty person. In my opinion, I would like the heads up regardless. Like I would still want to hang out and like come over and hang out. But it's like, you know, it's good to like know because then you're not going to be angling for anything. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if I go in and I think that like, oh, sexy time's going to happen and I'm and I'm going to like, you know what I mean? Then you have that awkward of being like, oh, no, sorry, we can't. Whereas yeah, like, and if that's I know like- ahead of time, I'll be like, OK, cool. Then we're going to order a fucking pizza and watch a bunch of movies and maybe make out a little. Mm-hmm. And hey, if you're interested, you can always just give them, you know, oral sex or, you know, a hand job or something up to you. Like you're never beholden to doing it. But like if you're down, they're not going to be upset. Yeah, like the I, I think you just need to like understand what kind of tone you want. I I don't think like waiting is the right answer. I mean, and I say this out of concern that like you've known this guy for four dates, he's coming over, and you don't like maybe this guy's a fucking lunatic and will like lose his shit that you yeah. made him drive. You know what I mean? So and then he's in your house. So I think for uh, from a safety perspective, also this is like a, a potential a, a band aid on a potential problem or something because like like Niall said, if you say, "Oh, hey, sorry, just so you know, I am on my period, so we won't be able to have sex tonight." Um, very excited to like still hang out with you. Um, you know, we can still make out and stuff, but uh, I'm not comfortable having sex if you aren't comfortable. Um, mm. and if he's like, "Well, then, you know, what's the fucking point?" I'm like, and he freaks out. Then you like, you get a pretty good sense of what this man's about. You know what? Yeah, um, I I agree. I was like kind of hemming and hawing over like there are pros and cons. I don't think there's any cons to saying it. No, unless the only con I could think of is that maybe he thinks you're trying to subtly say you don't want to hang out. But like, yeah, that's easily fixed by just saying exactly what you just said. Yeah. So 100% let them know, because one, it's like if you guys are going to date, like you should be able to talk about your period with them Two, So like it'll happen again. Exactly. It'll in, it'll be around next month. Yeah. <laughs> Um, also like if he does freak out, that's a good thing to know. If he's like, Oh, I don't want to show up because we're not fucking. That's also a good thing to know. Again, whether or not you're cool with that, it's good to know where you are with regards to him. And if he also just wants to hang out and be cool. Great. And importantly, what Dane said, again, I'm just kind of repeating everything you just said. You're not going to have to like wait until like he's pushed things just enough that it makes sense for you to be like, by the way, I'm on my period. We can't that that like sucks. And not, again, because like, oh, I, I'm a horny man and I want sex. But like, you know, if I'm getting all hot and heavy and then get a bucket of ice water thrown on me, it's like if I know going into it that sex isn't on the table, then I'm not going to get all, all you know, hot and bothered about things. It's yeah, 100%. Just, it, it's just more better. comfortable for me. So, yeah, I say mention it. I don't see a downside, really. And like no. any of the downsides are upsides. You know what I mean? Like if he freaks out, that's an upside. Because one, yeah. you figured it out early. Two, you figured it out with distance between you. Two and a half hours. That's a great distance yeah. for a guy to be freaking out away from you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Much better than five feet. Yeah. Um. So do it. Do it. It's your turn. Okay. Are we back in seduction? We are. This is a woke PSL. I think my girlfriend was suddenly flirting with someone in front of me. And suddenly it was spelled just so wrong. I thought they were talking <laughs> about Sudbury. We were about to go on a camping trip, and we went to the store to get some items. We stopped by the bathroom, and as we were leaving, she said they had her favorite holiday drinks in stock. She goes up to the barista, who's male, brushes her hair over her ear when she's saying her order, kind of gently and decisively. Then we're waiting for a drink and talking, and then when she goes to get it, he asks if she needed a straw, and she said she did. Then he said something in a lowered, flirty, seductive voice to her, and she giggled in a way 
that it made her feel something good. I felt weird about the whole thing. That definitely gave me some reaction, but I never said anything about it. I believe that when you're out in public with your boyfriend, girlfriend, you should make an effort not to give IOIs to strangers. And I, what is that? Is it in, like uh, indication of interest? Yeah, I think so. Either way, you, you kind of get that. I shouldn't give IOIs to strangers. That's what I picked up, especially since sometimes she makes me feel unfunny. It goes and giggles like a schoolgirl. Some random thing the Starbucks employee said in a low, quiet, seductive voice. But I also think he saw the hair brushed away from her face and over her ear as an IOI. So he felt like she was interested and flirted with her. It made her Jeez. giggle. Maybe she's not long-term relationship material. What do you guys think? I know bring it up will make me seem needy and controlling, but I shouldn't have to control something like that. I would prefer having a girl who's deeply attracted to me in a way that makes her not interested in displaying interest to strangers. I posted here because our relationships isn't really aware of IOIs and they're basically a cult. Would anyone else consider this a red flag? Wow. You, whoa, she doesn't think you're funny sometimes. She makes you (laughs) feel unfunny sometimes, but like, I love that he's like relationship is a cult, but, but seduction, however, (laughs) they're very normal with all their like code words and, you know bibles yeah and gatekeeping and oh boy oh boy the can i point out that the bit that like really pings for me is like i shouldn't have to control something like that isn't that he doesn't want it controlled it's that he it should be like assumed like his control should be assumed like that's the fucking worst part is like oh i you know i shouldn't have to control that it's like no you want it controlled you just don't want to have to like you know restate the fact that it needs to be controlled you lunatic. I mean, I think the, I mean, I think he's completely in the right when he asks her if she needed a straw, like, dude, dude, she has a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And honestly, when you're out, like I fucking hate when any girl I'm with, like touches her hair in any way when I'm outside, you know what I mean? It's like, if it falls out from over your ear, yeah, you walk around half blind. All right. I'm sorry. You better look like the girl from the fucking ring when you're with me. All right. Oh yeah. Don't ever touch it. It, it, You know what? It falls out of place. It stays there, okay? Like, I shouldn't have to control this. Oh, I'm not controlling. Just don't ever touch your hair, especially if there's a man who might see it. Yeah, if there's a man around and your hair, I don't care. Like, you you better look like you're going to be going fucking up the the stairs on your hands and knees. You know what I mean? Like, backwards? Backwards, Exorcist style. Mm -hmm. Also, men, I didn't think I needed to have to say this to you, but, like, you see my girlfriend coming? Don't you dare pull out your Batman voice. Don't you dare pull out your Batman voice when you ask her for a straw. I do appreciate that this man did fucking hit her with the, what's up? (laughs) What up? (laughs) What up? Hey, girl, you need a straw with that? (laughs) I can't believe he'd hit her with a lowered, flirty, seductive voice. Also, let's be fair. Flirty and seductive are quite different things. How did he manage to do that all in the same voice while also lowering his voice? And I do love that it did. She did giggle in a way that it made her feel something good. Yeah, and he also felt a reaction, I believe, is something else <laughs> yeah. he said. Okay, let's, okay, we're done making fun of this man. Nope. At least I am. No, I mean, no, no, we're not. This is lunacy. You are so insecure that when your girlfriend ordered a drink at Starbucks, you were threatened by the man doing his job by asking her if she needs a straw. <laughs> like, th- What? What are you doing? You you want to talk about fucking alpha and beta and, you know, strong strong boy boy energy being upset about someone offering a, you know, drinking utensil to your girlfriend, which is 
their job. I'm sorry, man. Like this is this is weakness. This is so insecure. And you need to this isn't a red flag for her. This is oh, a red no. flag for you, my man. You need to take a step back and be like, hey, why did that scare me so much? What am I so insecure about that I can't let my girlfriend have very basic rudimentary interactions with men without me literally spiraling into a descent of madness. Mm-hmm. And if and if you don't understand that, if you can't glean the fact that you are out of line here, I hope she fucking hooks up with Starbucks McGee over here. Yeah. What because up? because like, I like it's just it's yeah, just this so, is- it's so bad. This is the worst. You need to break up with her for her sake. And you need to like block seduction, take a walk, realize that like this is just insanity and and just stop. Just stop all of this. You're a psychopath. She yeah. literally, she's doing the, again, we're going to take apart all the things you said. You're in a shop. She bought a coffee and then yeah. she was nice to a, to a person who worked there. Wow. Can you imagine if you were working and like you said something to someone in the bar and they just like stared at you and didn't smile and didn't, you know, their hair was hanging in front of their eyes. You couldn't really tell where they were looking and they just hey. walked away while like a man stood behind her and nodded approvingly like, okay, we're still good. That would I, be not That good. happened to me two weekends ago. This, these two, a couple came in and he was like, Grey Goose Soda. And I was like, I'm sorry, man. I'm really out of Grey Goose at the moment. I've got, you know, Kettle One. Sorry, one in Belvedere. And I was like, uh, sorry, man, we don't carry Belvedere. He's like, oh, fuck, Grey Goose. And I was like, I'm out of Grey Goose. I was like, here are, the, here are my premium vodkas. And his partner, his girlfriend, presumably, was just like, oh, Kettle One's fine. That's I'm cool with that. And he looked at her and looked at me and he was like, really? And I was like, I don't really know what you're <laughs> upset about. And he's like, you're going to offer, you're going to give her Kettle One? I was like, I mean, <laughs> if, if, if that's what she wants, I guess. He's like, wow. All right, man. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, I guess I'll do the same then. All right. And I gave it to him. They literally didn't drink. He threw 20 bucks on the table, which was like a pretty good tip. Um, and like left without drinking any of it. And I was just like, what the fuck just happened? I was like, are yeah. you mad at me because I accommodated your girlfriend? Are you mad that like maybe you think that Kettle One isn't good enough for her? I was so fucking bewildered by it. And then they came in the other day and he, like they were sitting at the bar and he's like, no. No, not with this guy again. And I was like, what? <laughs> People, and then yeah. they, sat, they sat like on the other end of the bar, like uh, like at a table in the bar. And I was just like, I'm really sorry, ma'am, if this caused turmoil for you. Or I, I, I don't know. Maybe it was just me. I But I, I have no idea what the fuck happened. And he like had a breakdown because, you know, I, I talked to his girlfriend. Yeah, I once had someone come in and like, I'm they, they seemed very young. And, like, not in a legal sense, but, like, I was... Anyway, I don't know if they were, like, an escort situation or whatever. Doesn't matter. But either way, I was like, oh, what do you want to him? And he orders. And I turned to them and was like, oh, and he's like, you don't talk to them. I was like, sorry? He was like, yeah, you don't talk to them. You talk to me. I was like, just turned right back to them. I'm like, oh, what would you like? He's like, excuse me. And they were like, a Diet Coke. I'm like, okay, a Diet Coke. And he's like, excuse me. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to not talk to them, you psycho. Yeah. And he's like, can I take a picture with you from my website? I was like, no, get the <laughs> fuck away. But you know what? Let's look at some alternative advice oh, here. Fuck me. You know what will work? Try asking her what that guy told her. Check whether she's saying the truth and ask yourself, does it really seem like a thing to giggle for? 
<laughs> if it's giggle worthy, you're safe. If it wasn't giggle worthy, she got to hit the road, Jack. Are, are you still reading or are you paraphrasing? Oh, I'm paraphrasing at the end, but. Okay. I was like, is this man literally saying fucking giggle worthy? No, that was true. Me? Yeah. He literally said, check her saying, ask yourself the truth. Does it really seem like a thing to giggle for? No, no. Well, the, I, I mean the phrase giggle worthy. No. Okay. I don't know where I was drawing the line there, but that is in fact where I was drawing the line. Someone was like, it could be very well that you're overthinking it. He's like, I don't know. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) I I do like that every now and then there is like one sane person in the comments who's just like, Mm -hmm. the fuck is happening? (laughs) About half of them here are like half of them are good, but like the other half are like foaming at the mouth. So on board with his bullshit that like drowns out. But yeah, guys, don't do this. People are allowed to talk to people at Starbucks. Like, I can't even begin to vocalize what they're allowed to do because it should go without saying. And I should also say, like, hey, let your partners be flirty with other people. Yes. Like, that's fun. It's it, like there's as long as they're not cheating on you. And if you think that like a simple flirty interaction with a Starbucks barista is going to make her cheat on you, then maybe you shouldn't be with that person. Yeah. Also, like, like you it, should you should trust your partner enough that like you know that like a a fun flirty interaction with a bartender or a barista or whoever means nothing mm-hmm. and is is just good fun. And if also, you don't like, trust your partner enough, don't be with them. Yeah, if you don't trust them full stop, just don't be with them. But there's also a difference between flirting and being flirty. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's also like a world of difference between like flirting in a jokey way and like actively being like disrespect you know what i mean like there's there's a world of difference between these things if you can't differentiate between like a brief fucking exchange while buying a coffee and somebody trying to cheat on you then i'm sorry dude you cannot have a relationship you've been you've been cut off we had to cut you off you've had too many too much or too little either way no you're out yeah yeah no bueno nope my girlfriend's exhibitionism is rising and I need to have a delicate conversation without sounding like I'm not giving her autonomy over her body. And this is from Michelle Savant. I love that it's rising. That's a great way to describe it. And judging by the username, I think this is our, this is two women. Nice. But maybe not. It doesn't really matter. Uh, my girlfriend has admitted several times to me in the past about how she thinks she has uh, some mild exhibitionist tendencies, and I was both intrigued and kind of really turned on. We've been exploring this side of her for the last few months. This involved her sharing some pics and clips anonymously online, sometimes flashing or otherwise teasing me in public, but discreetly, and me giving her dressing rules around the house, even when we had guests over. Only recently, over the last three or four weeks perhaps, a few escalating incidents have made me feel uncomfortable. Given that I know how much she likes this aspect of her and how much better the sex has been, I hate to be a wet blanket. How can I have a constructive conversation with her about this delicate topic? The, the specific incidents that made me feel a bit uncomfortable were when she started getting male in the nude with a chance of neighbors seeing, and her wanting to let our friends choose what clothes she wears before a party started at our place. They were all pre- or they are all pretty sex positive, but I felt this was a bit too far fetched and got her to drop the idea. I also don't want to feel ungrateful for the infinite and amazing naughty pictures and videos she shares me uh, constantly, making my day job so much more fun. You kind of just laid it out there. I feel like if you just showed them this post, you probably solved the whole issue. Right. I, I think like I, I appreciate this person looking for advice on how to broach this subject. Mm-hmm. But I also appreciate that the the OP 
Guaishin Asker also has a fairly good sense of like, I know specifically what I'm upset about mm -hmm. and how, how I feel about it. But I also understand that like, I need to do this delicately. And yeah, and yeah, you do. But I think if your partnership is as solid as it presumably sounds, I think if you say, hey, babe, I really appreciate everything you've been doing. And I want to keep exploring this with you. But lately, these things have made me feel a bit uncomfortable. And I'm wondering if we can find a middle ground and, mm -hmm. you know, find what our boundaries are for this. Yeah, because like the the thing is, if you ever broach like, you know, a kink or a whatever and you don't set out boundaries, it doesn't mean you can just kind of run rampant with it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, like the farting question we had, it's like there's still limits and boundaries and you still need to like check in with stuff. So if she's escalating stuff, you're totally within your right to be like, hey, I've been really enjoying like what we're doing, but like, I honestly, I feel like this stuff's a little bit too far and like it makes me uncomfortable. And like you explain why, I assume they're going to get it, right? Just because you talked about exhibitionism doesn't mean like, they can just do whatever they want under that umbrella category, right? On top of that, I love that you end with like, I really don't want to stop like this thing, this like very positive thing, which was the nudes and the pictures that you've been getting that you've really enjoyed. So it's like, you know, what's a great way to take the sting out of this conversation? Point out the things that you really love about this. You know what I mean? Be like, hey, mm -hmm. it's been really exciting. The sex has been great. I really love these pictures. Like I'm not, you know, these are all things that they're going to like to hear. You're going to like to say they're all true. And it's going to show that you're not upset about the thing as a whole and really just focus in on like kind of the boundary pushing, you know, but I feel yeah. like any good partner is going to listen when you're saying like, Hey, I like what we've done, but I do feel like lately it's gone a little further than I'm comfortable with. Yeah, exactly. And like, you can also open the door for other avenues of being like these things, like the things that here are the things that have upset me or, or have made me feel uncomfortable, but I'm not saying that there are other like new things that you can do that we can mm -hmm. use to like push past these boundaries. Like I'm just saying that these specific things I'm not comfortable with. And yeah. as we explore this together, there are going to be things that uh, that will continue to come up that I'm not comfortable with. And we need to figure out a way to navigate that. And we need to figure out a way to communicate that. Um, and maybe it's a matter of being like you checking in with me before you do things so that we can talk about it. Um, or, if something, if you do something and I'm not comfortable with it, being willing to have the conversation about what we can do to tweak it that you're okay with, like maybe you're okay if she goes out in like lingerie instead of completely naked to get the mail mm -hmm. or, yeah. you know, a, a sheer sort of like slip on or like a, a robe or something like something that like will help you feel a little bit more comfortable, but not take away the act entirely. Like there are options that you guys can, can work with, but the thing is, is your partner doesn't sound like they're doing anything specifically to maliciously upset you. No, so they I probably feel like have... they're just kind of getting excited with this new freedom, right? Yeah. And like, if you don't say anything, there's no way of them ever knowing that you're not comfortable with it. Yeah, exactly. So, until you say, hey, I'm not comfortable with this and that, they will keep doing it. And it's not fair to them or you to be uncomfortable and upset. Inside. Because, because it will also permeate throughout this this entire kink and then you will probably start to resent it as a whole mm -hmm. which sucks because it, you don't have a problem with it as a whole yeah and like it's just gonna build up so that when you do finally talk about it you're gonna be like upset because you're mm -hmm. gonna have weeks and weeks of kind of pent up discomfort and like it's not their fault because as dane said they don't know you're uncomfortable with it yet right I do think it, it is worth like examining why you feel uncomfortable about it. You know what I mean? Like make sure it's not a knee jerk reaction. Make sure it's not something you can get over. And also 
make sure that you can like vocalize it to them just so there isn't any kind of like miscommunication when you're actually talking about it. I feel like it's always worth looking at where you're coming from and why, you know what I mean? For them, for you, 100%. for the, the situation as a whole. Um, so just, just keep that in mind, like do a little kind of like self-searching because the more you can describe it to them, the better, right? If you're just like, I'm uncomfortable and they're, and they're like, why? And you're like, I don't know. That's not very satisfying to hear as someone on the other side. And it, it could just be a knee jerk thing as well. Or it could be a jealousy issue that like, if you can surpass, will make your relationship stronger. You know what I mean? Not saying you have to be okay with it, but I do think it is always worth looking at why you are not okay with something. Yeah. And like maybe talking through it with your partner. Maybe once you hear sort of like the rush it gives them or the, you know, why they're doing what they're doing, maybe mm-hmm. you'll be like, oh, shit. OK, you know what? Actually, now that I understand your side of it, I am cool with it. Yeah, 100%. And, and it's like that's the, the beauty of communication. And that's the beauty of being like the sex positive, kink friendly, you know, open, explorative couple. I, I think you guys have a great uh, base. I think you have a great foundation. I think you just need to take the communication up one notch. And and keep working on this together as as a unit and realize that like kinks, even though they are the one participating in the kink, it's still a couple's activity and you need to work together as a unit to figure out your boundaries and, and figure out what you are comfortable with and what you're not comfortable with and how to navigate that as a couple exploring a kink. And uh, but I think I think you've, you're in good shape. I think you're going to do OK. Uh, at the end of the show, we like to peruse online dating profiles such as Tinder. Tinder? Yeah, Tinder. I was like, that's not the word. Uh, Bumble and Hinge. And we comb them for red flags in an effort to make your online dating experience a little more enjoyable. I feel like I've got some one-liners I could probably just quick fire at you. Uh, sure. Jessica, raw and unruly like Eugene Levy's eyebrows. <laughs> that's good. That's 10. 10, 100%. Uh, Amy. You should not go out with me if you think Dave Chappelle should be canceled. Hold on. There's a lot of double negatives here. You should, you should not, go, not out. go out with me if you think Dave Chappelle should be canceled. Okay, yes. So she thinks Dave Chappelle's doing a great job, which mm-hmm. is not true. Uh, I'm just gonna, Let's just say like and don't like if we're going to be rapid firing. I don't like. Red flag. It's still zero. My real life superpower is being passive aggressive. Do not like. Red flag. Uh, Bridget, about me. Fuck if I know. Hmm. <laughs> this is a tough one because i do think it's kind of funny it's funny but it's also garbage (laughs) it is garbage i'm not gonna say it's a red flag though i'm gonna give this a a tentative green flag yeah um (laughs) about me over here boys all capitals (laughs) okay (laughs) that's it that's gonna be a red flag because that's not funny yeah, I don't know what that's like. It's not a joke. It's not smart. It's kind of nothing. Yeah, that, that's all my quick ones. All right. I've got uh, this is Dorothea. This is <laughs> man. This is a good one. This is uh, from Hinge. Fact about me that surprises people. I've never had a conversation. <laughs> uh, oh, but wait, the best way to ask me out is by please help me. <laughs> Dear God, is she in the, like a basement somewhere? I don't, I don't, I don't know, but zero, this is, this is not a good dating profile. No, great great call for help. Very good call for help. I do feel like maybe you're trapped in the basement somewhere and have been since you were born. And if that's the case, yeah, I would swipe just to get you the help you need. But I'm also imagining there are better ways to do this. So I'm imagining that's not the case. I did. I did like them. I sent them a like in the efforts to be like, are you okay? Yeah. Okay. Good. 
We're doing uh, our part here. That's a zero. Yeah. Uh, this is Alina. Tall, funny, employed. Banter game strong. You can ask me three questions and then we have to meet. Ooh, I don't hate this. <laughs> it's I've I'm like, I'm a little intrigued. I do like the kind of almost like genie-esque deal she's making here. Yeah, like I, I don't think I've ever seen that before. And that's rare because like I go through a lot of these fucking profiles and I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever seen like a woman kind of just be like, no, no, here's how it's going to go. I, I kind of like this. I'm going to give this a seven. You know what? I'm very intrigued. I will say tall, funny, employed as the three things you tell me about yourself. <laughs> not great. I don't know. I don't care hey, that you're employed necessarily. They're not bad though either. I don't know. You telling me you're funny, that means nothing. I'm. I, it doesn't matter. I'm still it, saying. It's a seven. I'm intrigued by the three questions and then me. I'd love to know yeah. how often she sticks to that. Yeah. Um, this is Dina. Uh, heart emoji, explosion emoji, kiss emoji, 5'8", never married, no kids, dot, 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 hate beards and cats. Hard eyes emoji, emoji, heart emoji, dancing lady. Um, wow. Is this is your girlfriend, right? She came at me. She fucking came for me. She did come for you. Uh, it sounds pretty weirdly negative. It's going to be like a two. I'm giving it a zero because, hey, fuck you. <laughs> this is Maureen. Tourism management. Dancer. Lived in three continents. Been to four. What serious relationship like the series you? If it's not like that, I don't want it. Kind. Intelligent. Beautiful. Sometimes mood swings. I mean, I haven't seen you, but I did at one point walk in while Amanda was watching it. And there were like two people bleeding and freezing to death in a freezer. Yeah, that's about it. So. Um, One, you should watch it because it is actually incredibly well done. Two, it's like a better version of Dexter in a sense. Like the guy is just Dexter, really. And it's active. Like he actively stalks and. Yeah, like he's not like, a good person, right? He's, like he's, he's the worst person. He literally yeah. stalks and manipulates and like violates every means of privacy and everything and then murders people quite often. So this is, in fact, a bad thing to want. Yeah. It's going to be a, a minus one for sure, because either this person actually wants murder and manipulation or <laughs> this person is so uh, like just dumb that they don't understand what the show's about. Yeah. And also sometimes mood swings. It's like that's. Get your shit together. I mean, like you should be able to. Yeah. But like, is it the kind of thing you want to be so aware of yourself that you're going to put on a profile instead of fixing? Oh, no, I'm not saying. Yeah, it's yeah, it's this is not a good profile. Yes. Zero. No, minus one. Um, This is Sarah. Uh, You're going to have to give me. uh, This is a bit of a syntax nightmare. I don't know what the fuck to expect. You can. I'd (laughs) rather be hurt by honesty than comforted by lies. I like people who knows true self. I like real and the liars, cheaters and such ain't my thing. I won't like you at first, probably. Who knows? But I love people and respect people who can wear their imperfections. I'm an artist, loyal and a bit wild, always creative. Haven't dated or whatever people do in like 10 years. Monogamous, I guess. Tattoos on my life. Nobody want to chill? I say good day. Wow. That was a whole that was a whole journey. Mm hmm. Um, I do feel like the, they definitely have, I would rather be comforted by on or hurt by honesty than comforted by lies tattooed on them somewhere. Oh, with a doubt, 100% just like update their, every time they read a new Rupee core poem, they change their profile to just say what the last one said. We know. It. Yeah. I, I do remember the Rupee, the, the poem where they say, nobody want to chill. I say, good, good day. day. <laughs>
Uh, it's a zero to me. Yeah, Sarah, that's not a good one. Okay, here's one. Rules of consideration. One, no kids. Two, must have a full head of hair. Three, less than age 30. Four, must have a job. Five, must have a car. Six, must have a home slash apartment. Seven, never married slash engaged. Eight, good personality. Nine, adventurous spelt wrong. Ten, worship the ground I walk on. Eleven, no felonies. Twelve, no gingers. Thirteen, no scrubs. <laughs> Oh boy. Uh cool. Yeah, this is <laughs> This is bad. <laughs> yep. Uh I'm gonna give that a zero. Yeah. Only because, hey, just because I'm bald and a criminal doesn't mean anything. <laughs> this is gonna be my last one. Um, this is M, the trans femme, Emma Marceline. Let's get a little tipsy. Red wine for me, share stories, examine the universe, and laugh till it hurts. Sprightly. Inquisitive, empathetic, thrifty, chatty as fuck, and going through life just trying to impress my five-year-old self and my 55-year-old self. Backs to the max. Hell yeah, it's a 10. That's a great profile. It's a very, I also like sprightly as a way to describe yourself as wonderful. Right? Yeah. No, I, I read that. I was like, fucking finally. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> Someone, like it doesn't reinvent the fucking wheel. It doesn't have any cr- like crazy zippy one-liners, which we all know I love, mm-hmm. but it's, I get a good sense of who this person is. Yeah. And I can it also gives me a great personality. Thing. Yeah. It also gives me a great opening of being like you, me, bottle of wine. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. And also like, let's get tipsy. Tipsy is a great way to be. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I, I was, really, really appreciate it. Up, I'd be like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, 10. Yeah, now, I liked it. This is Sarah. Not vaxxed or masked. Introvert with extroverted tendencies. Otherworldly. Likely neurodivergent. Big on vibes slash energy. I'm on Bumble Biz and BFF. Open to connections. Polyamorous, pan-demi-fluid. In one long-distance relationship. Into meditation, Marvel and DC. Creating, singing, dancing, etc. I mean, it would have been fine. If not for yeah. the very first line. Yeah, what I love is like... You're not vaxxed. Cool. You suck. But you're not even going to wear a mask? Like, damn. Sarah, you're bringing sucking to a new level and not in a good way. You're polyamorous? So, like, you're just potentially just giving all your partners fucking COVID? Yeah, she's not just going to give one. one, (laughs) Yeah. No. Bad form. Yeah, just minus 10, I guess. You suck. Yeah, don't love it. Thank you very much for listening. That's going to do us for this week. We appreciate you spending an hour of your time uh, with with things happening and being able to do things again in this world. Your time is more valuable. You're not just sitting at home anymore. So we really appreciate you uh, taking an hour out of your day to to give us a listen. It means the world to us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. A shout out to my boy Boxy Cat for helping us with the uh, cat info <laughs> earlier. Um, you're always there for us when we need you. Um, thank you, Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities for their song Paper Stars. And thank you to all of our patrons because y'all are fucking incredible and we love you. If you do want to ask us a question or support the show, head on over to fbuddiespodcast.com or plentyofbeef.ca and uh, click either the contact form and you can fill out a question. You can give yourself an agent name or we can give you one. We keep the questions completely anonymous so your secrets are safe with us. We will take them to the grave. Um, If you would like to support the show, you click the Patreon link and choose whatever works for you. If you want to support the show and cash is a little tight, we get it. Holidays are coming. Things get a little fucking wild. don't worry about it. Tell a friend, share us on Instagram, share us on Twitter, uh, promote the show to people that you think might need it. Uh, next time you see someone giving really bad advice on Reddit, be like, Hey, maybe check these guys out. 
Mm-hmm. Um, all that stuff helps the show, and and we appreciate uh, when we do see you guys on, uh, you know, tagging us and stuff on Twitter. It, it really means a lot to us. Yep, a thousand percent. Also, maybe this year we'll get our shit together and do some Christmas stuff, like you know, on time. Ooh, because we, I mean, we do have a, a fucking book that we have to write. Yeah, we have a the first book in a. I assume epic series of Christmas themed sexcapades. So mm-hmm. maybe, maybe if you guys are interested, let us know and we'll continue on that because we do have book one done. Um, do you have some bad sex writing for us? I do. I ever, this is by the pirate's daughter. Oh, this is the pirate's daughter by Robert Garandi. The crew wears these mesh beekeeper hats when they go topside, except for dad. He just bats them away like they're nothing. But I can't stand the goddamn things. They give me the creeps. That's why we're down here for the duration of the voyage. That the only reason, Wilson said. Cricket smiled, her breasts faintly translucent in the diminishing light. Huh? Why are they? What? Have you never watched boobs in the fading light? You slowly get to see through them? Yeah. Obviously. I don't like that one bit. If- no, it's terrifying. Yeah. You also, see the, right through that, their like, organs? I'm thinking like their name was Cricket, and I know that's but I'm just thinking of like the cricket from Bugs Life or Ants. I don't remember which one. But remember the evil cricket? Or it was a grasshopper. Same <laughs> thing. But I'm just imagining it with like see through tits. See through boobies. Alright. And I, I fucking hate it. Hey, <laughs> you just made some bad sex writing worse. I'm Dane Miller. I'm now Spain. <laughs> and we've been your fuck buddies. That's going to confuse someone so much. (laughs) Good. Good.